This morning, we're going to continue Psalm chapter 23, part 2. The 23rd Psalm is the Psalm of David, who grew up as a shepherd boy, and it is his reflections on how the relationship of a shepherd and his sheep compares to the relationship of God with his people. And this psalm is about us. And David writes, and we'll use them in the New King James this morning again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Last time, I guess some of you folks missed it, we finished verse 1. It's a crucial verse, so I'll just recap a bit. It's a crucial verse for us to hold on to. The Lord, my Lord, and your Lord is our Lord and Shepherd. He is a personal God who wants a relationship with each of us. And he will always be our shepherd so long as we are willing to be his sheep. The relationship of the shepherd and his sheep is first and foremost one of ownership. The shepherd owns the flock. So when I say the Lord is my shepherd, I am saying he owns me. <clears throat> A shepherd takes ownership of his sheep when they are bought or born. And both are true as us as Christians. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price. The Lord Jesus Christ purchased us at the cost of laying down his life. We have been bought and we have been born into God's flock. We have been born again a spiritual rebirth by accepting faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And only when we can truly say that the Lord is my shepherd will we ever be able to say, I shall not want. Now notice what the shepherd has provided for us. First, he has provided eternal life. John 10, verses 27 to 30. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my Father's hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. The eternal security of a believer is just one of the many reasons that we can implicitly trust him. 
And not only has he provided the way to heaven, but once we know Christ, we can never lose him. And second, he has provided abundant life. John 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. There is something about people who truly know their God. They know that it will be okay. They know that through all things, Jesus is the good shepherd. And Paul wrote in Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That is great advice, because there is much that a person could be concerned and anxious about. It's getting harder all the time to live on this planet from a health point of view, from a financial point of view, from a spiritual and moral point of view, from a fear and anxiety point of view. And so we need to remind ourselves of Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, all the time. And God is the one who looks after our lives. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And David is talking here about genuine needs. It means that with the Lord protecting and providing for us, then we shall not lack that which he knows we need. Now this does not mean that there will, be, that there will not be times of drought, valleys, difficulties, and need. Far from it. God loves us too much just to make things always easy. There's an exclamation mark there. That seldom accomplishes his purposes. And the rest of the psalm shows that these things do occur. But the confidence David had is that the great shepherd will always know what we need and when to provide it. Everything will be okay. God is in control. When we are in the flock of God, the shepherd owns us. And what will the shepherd do for the flock that he owns? This 23rd Psalm answers that question. He leads us. He restores us. He protects us. He provides for us. And he loves us. And this morning, we are going to look at the first of these verses, verses 2 and 3. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And that's what we we're looking at this morning. And in these verses, we see a day in the life 
of a sheep. The shepherd leads his sheep to a lush pasture where they have plenty to eat and their stomachs are full. The sheep are so satisfied that they do not have any other desires. The sheep are so content that they lie down in green pastures. And why is the sheep lying down? To rest. Now sheep do not lie down until they know they are safe to rest. When sheep are afraid, they will not lie down. The least suspicion of wolves or bears or loud noises and they stand ready to flee. And what is it that calms them down? The sheep lie down because they have a shepherd in their view. His presence gives them the rest that they need. For us to be truly at rest, we must be certain that our shepherd is with us at all times. Even in the days of going through dark valleys, our God is still with us. Even in uncertain times, we can be at peace and have no fear. And the way to find rest is to keep the shepherd in view. In Psalm 4, verse 8, David writes, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. <clears throat> because the shepherd wonderfully provides for us, we can rest. We are content and we lie down in peace. But too many times we get all stressed up and nowhere to go. I said stressed, not dressed, right? Okay, we understand that. It's all right to smile. Okay, we get all stressed up and nowhere to go. We get too busy, myself included. We have too many things going on all at once, and we miss, miss the best thing. We are all too often like Martha. Remember Martha a few weeks ago in Luke 10, verses 38 to 42, who was rushing around getting things ready for Jesus' visit. And she is all stressed out about the small, insignificant things, while Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, soaking it all in. Martha is doing good things, but she is missing the best thing. And we need to give ourselves time to spend with God on a regular basis and remember how important it is. It needs to be so important to us that we cannot go a day without it. <coughs> remember that rest is God's idea. God does not get tired or weary. Psalm 121 reminds us he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Yet, when he created the world in six days, God took the seventh day as a day to rest and reflect on his creation. 
God knows that we need rest. And we need to reflect on his goodness to us. Be still and know that I am God. And so the first thing we see in the day of the life of the sheep is rest. Next comes refreshment. He leads me beside the still waters. Another of the most important tasks of a shepherd is to seek abundant water for the flock. Sheep need a lot of water. And in a dry, arid desert land like Israel, <clears throat> excuse me, finding water, especially good water, depended on the wisdom and planning of the shepherd. The sheep get thirsty on the journey and need water often. <clears throat> And so it is an important thing for us to remember. We need God's word to keep us refreshed during our journey with the Lord. But sheep, <clears throat> excuse me, but sheep also need still waters, quiet waters, because they are fearful of rushing streams. Sheep cannot swim well, so they avoid fast streams. It is the Lord who knows where the still waters are, and he alone is able to lead us there. And it is the still waters of the word of God that provide us the quench to our spiritual thirst when we are worn out and weary. Now here's an interesting truth concerning sheep and water that I didn't realize. They can go months without actually drinking, if there is heavy dew on the grass each morning. Because sheep, by habit, rise before dawn and begin to feed. And it is in these early hours of the day in which the dew is heavy. And the dew is a wonderful picture of still waters resting on vegetation. He leads me beside the still waters. So the second thing we see in the day in the life of the sheep, <clears throat> excuse me, is refreshment. And next comes restoration. Verse 3, he restores my soul. I'm going to have to get a drink. <clears throat> Satan's after me again this morning. As I, when I was typing this up last night, I put him small s again. <laughs> and he doesn't like it. I will not get him. A capital S, no matter what. <clears throat> and so he's after me. <clears throat> so how would a sheep restore a sheep? Or how would a shepherd restore a sheep? And one would perhaps think that with such great care, the shepherd, why or how? No. One would perhaps think that with such great care of the shepherd, why or how could the sheep come to a place in which his or her soul needs restoring? Sorry about that. I put wood in there and I shouldn't have. But anyway, I did. Psalm 42, verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance 
and my God. Cast down is a shepherd term. This is one of the weaknesses that sheep have. And it is the one of the reasons why a sheep <clears throat> requires the greatest amount of care of any domesticated animal. And what has happened is <clears throat> that a sheep has laid down and has somehow or another rolled over on its back. The center of gravity has changed and its hooves are flailing in the air, especially when it's down in a little hollow or whatever. It does not have the ability to throw itself on its side so that it can once again dig its hooves into the turf and gets to its feet. A sheep that is cast down is easy prey for any kind of predator that might come along. And this makes the problem of a cast down sheep very serious. And the shepherd watches with a careful eye over his flock to ensure that this doesn't happen. When a sheep is missing, this explains the urgency of finding this sheep that perhaps has strayed and landed upon his back. And so the shepherd finds himself constantly saving and restoring his sheep. A shepherd must be tender, patient, and very helpful. Often, we allow sin to cast us down. We give Satan a foothold in our life, which becomes a stronghold and soon a stranglehold. It is attempting to kill us. But when sin sets in to strangle us, the grace of God picks us up again. And like the living, loving shepherd that he is, when we get turned upside down, he is there to set us back on our feet again and bring us back to the flock. And David says to the Lord in Psalm 51, verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. And so the third thing we see in the day of the life of the sheep is restoration. Next comes replenishment or nourishment. The last part of verse 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Sheep eat, drink, rest, and then they need to move on to another pasture to graze some more. Sheep will literally eat all the grass out of one area if the shepherd does not move them on. They will eat to all the roots of the land and the land becomes desolate. And the good shepherd knows that the sheep need to be constantly moved for the best grazing. There is nothing on a day-to-day -day basis that occupies the shepherd's attention more than to keep his flock moving from one pasture to another. And the phrasing here, paths of righteousness, is simply saying the shepherd chooses the right path, the best path, the path that leads the sheep to the best grazing. 
We are not like sheep. We prefer to follow our own ways. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says, We all are like sheep who have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And so we need a shepherd who can lead us in the paths of righteousness. And our Lord Jesus does just that. He goes ahead and he leads the way for us. In 1 Peter 2 verse 21, For to this you were called, because Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Our Lord leads, and he always leads us in the paths of righteousness, that is, the right paths, which means there are wrong paths. But know that our shepherd will never lead us into wrong paths. We do that on our own. The path of righteousness is a narrow path. And do not be fooled into thinking it is easy. It is narrow and it is hard. And that is what Jesus said in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. How does the Lord lead us in the paths of righteousness? Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The way God leads us in the paths of righteousness is by us fashioning or molding our lives after the Bible. When we let the Bible be the light to our path, then we will not trip up near as much on this path of righteousness. Note I said near as much. <laughs> it is a great thing to let us mold, to let Jesus mold us into who we need to be by the reading and applying of God's word. And know that we do it for his name's sake. It is for his glory and not ours. And therefore, we can depend on God to do what he promises. God has put his name on us. He is our Father. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is the I Am, showing us his most personal name. When you put your name on your work, you're indicating your workmanship, right? Okay, just keeping him on his toes too. In the same way, God puts his name on us. We live our life making godly choices. When we live our life bringing godless, godly choices, it brings praise to God. Matthew 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Everything we do in our lives 
should bring glory and honor to God's name. If it does not, then we know we have walked out of the path that we have strayed from him. Sheep constantly are grazing. Every day they spend five to seven hours grazing on grass. And the constant grazing provides nourishment for them. Every sheep needs to eat every day. And just like sheep, we need nourishment. We need to replenish our strength. We need to feed on the Word of God. We grow spiritually by reading God's Word, reflecting on it, meditating on it, and applying it to our lives, and living according to God's Word. Psalm 119, verse 9. In Psalm 119, verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O Lord. And just like sheep, we need nourishment every day. So, that is the day in the life of a sheep, very brief as it is. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures for rest. He leads me beside the still waters for refreshment. He restores my soul for restoration. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake, for replenishment, for nourishment. This psalm is a prayer of declaration. And we're going to proclaim this prayer like we did last week. And I want you to think of it as a declaration over your own life as we say it together in closing. Now, I know we have different translations, and that's okay, but I say it and mean it, and the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.